reason that I need 70-pound dumbbells. The, the only other time that I used heavier weights like that, and probably not 70 pounds, bro, like 45, 50, is for um, the rows. Rows. Yeah. That's it. That's another thing that you can just use a barbell for, though. Yep. You don't have to use dumbbells. Right. One thing that I've gotten super hype into lately is kettlebells. I've seen some videos on those. Bro, and, yeah. There's some people that are doing like some real Harry Potter magician shit yeah, yeah. with the kettlebell, throwing <laughs> it over, swinging yeah. it between their legs. I'm like, damn. Yeah. And they're swole. Yes. Yeah. I, I've, I've watched some videos and read a little bit about those dude. And yeah, they're more like, well, at least from what I saw was more like a calisthenic workout. Yeah. Yep. And, and I was, I think that's pretty dope because truth, in my opinion, that's useful strength. Yeah. You know, like you see some guys that are real swollen. You're like, man, what are you ever going <clears> to <throat> like use that for? Yeah. Other than to look good. Here lately, my like fitness focus has kind of gone from like that aesthetic. I want the 12 pack. Yeah. Ginormous pecs and yeah. biceps. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. dude, don't get me wrong. I want to look good. Sure. But I've also been just thinking like, how functional actually am I right now? Yep. Like, if my life depended on it, could I depend on my physical performance to keep me alive and my family alive? Yep. So I'm like, now I'm like, okay, how can I get functional? Yep. How can I turn into a super saiyan yep. and just be like deadly with my body, but also like maintain the physical integrity of my like joints? Yep. Bro, I'm 26. My knees hurt when it gets cold, bro. Really? They hurt when it gets cold. It's probably from lifting those 500-pound squats. It's from doing that. Yep. It's from football yep. and just being a crazy-ass kid yep. and riding bikes and jumping off of stuff and a culmination of enjoying life. Sure. But also, like, I spent, like, like outside of sophomore year, there was no potential for me in sports. So at that point, it was like... Okay, maybe we need to start taking care of our body. Yeah. And instead of doing that, I was going hard in the gym yeah. trying to look good in the mirror. Yep. And now I'm like, dude, I don't look good in the mirror and my knees hurt <laughs> when it's cold. That doesn't benefit me at all. But it did. <coughs> oh, but it did. Yeah. Yep. You know, my, my right knee, I had surgery on it when I was like 16 or 17. Uh, I Probably from football, too. And, and it does give me trouble, but I noticed that whenever I'm and and I don't go crazy, dude. Like with lifting, you know, I just do try to keep proper form. Yeah, and, and, that's a big thing for me. Yeah, man. and try to you know just work out and like normal. I'm not trying to do, do 400 pounds, or whatever. One night I was feeling pretty froggy, so me and my son were lifting, and I had been you know lifting every night for a few months already. This was this year, and. uh so he was like, is that all you can do or something? I think I had like 200 pounds. And I said, no. And I said, I had 300 pounds of weights. <laughs> and he was like, there's no way. And so I repped it eight times. You know what I'm saying? On squat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and he was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, bro, I was like, I, that's stupid, man. What if I would have got a hernia or, like, blew my knee out, hurt my back? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've had two major back surgeries, bro. Damn, I broke, two? Yeah, I broke my back Yeah, when I was 26. How would you do that? Well, I don't know, but I think, so, you know, I used to be pretty wild. Okay, fair and, enough. Yeah, and when <laughs> I was like 21, uh, 
I had a major, major accident coming back from Fort Stockton to El Dorado, Texas. Okay. And it was like maybe 11 o'clock at night. Driving. Driving, yes. Okay. And I was by myself, had my dog in the back of the truck. Uh, I used to breed, you know, pit bulls. So I did that for like 13 years. And uh, from pit bulls escalated into the, the American bullies. But anyway. <laughs> That's pretty dope. Yeah. So I was driving back and I'd stopped in, in it, you know, I stopped at that time uh, in Iran, and, and truthfully, man, I, I had some some illegal substances Fair enough. in the truck, uh, and I probably smoked a joint or something. Okay, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and, and and so I had probably some you know some marijuana and some mushrooms in the truck. Okay, I'm pretty certain. And you know, I stopped in. It was like my thing, bro. When I was coming back from Fort Stockton, visiting my mom, go see my son. Stopping at Rianne, I would get a um, strawberry Fanta, okay, and a uh, <laughs> and a uh, almond joy, like those. Huh. Were, those were my man, that was my go-to. So I stopped, got my almond joy, my Fanta. I'm taking off, and when you're leaving Ariane, you know, you go up this huge hill and you go down this huge hill. I was like maybe I don't know five or ten miles from Ariane. No, so well back then, dude. We're talking. This was in. 2003 or four. Okay. Four. It was in four, like December of four, somewhere in that area. So cell phones were not nearly as big a deal. Yep. And the cell phone signal was a lot spottier. So I did have a cell phone though. What uh, kind of phone did you have in 2004? So at that time, bro, I was sitting here thinking about it. I, I don't <laughs> remember. I'm sure it was probably a Nokia. Yeah. Pull out yeah. the antenna. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yep. Walking around, where the fuck are the bars? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it was on analog service back then, man. And honestly, dude, I mean, you might not have got perfect service. It might kind of be patchy, but you could get service in a lot of areas that we don't get service now. Which is wild. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And anywho. So, yeah, sorry to get sidetracked. Yeah, no, no, it's cool. So I, I was coming down the hill and... I dropped one of my Almond Joys, dude, down in the floorboard, and I was cruising along at 65, just chilling, man, yeah. you know, just chilling, yep. had the music up, right, a system in my truck, I'm chilling, and uh, I reached down, I had the steering wheel, like, dropped all the way down, I had a 95 Chevy, and uh, had the 350, and it had dual exhaust, and, like, had oh. the programmer in it, you know, like, it was, <coughs> it was somewhat fast, and it was extremely loud, I had true duels on it, okay. so I had to cut off the mufflers and the and the catalytic converters. It was loud. Straight to the tip. Yes, bro. It was loud. <laughs> Typical redneck truck, you know? So anyway, uh, I, I reached down to grab the Almond Joy, and my knee, like, hit the steering wheel. And when it did, like, I went, like, you know, leaned to the side to the right, hit the steering wheel, grabbed the Almond Joy, and when I looked up, I'm like, oh, no. Half of my truck was in the bar ditch. Half of it was on the pavement, which I've been in those situations multiple times. So I was like, oh, that's cool, man. So I'm still kind of trying to focus, you know? Yeah. I tapped the brakes to get off of the uh, cruise control. And I look up, dude, and I see reflectors. And I'm like, oh, no, that's a bridge. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So I just like, I don't know why I did. I, I didn't want to whip it to the left thinking that maybe I would flip or, you know, lose control. Yeah. So I just tapped the brakes and got into the bar ditch. Like, that's cool, man. It's not a huge bridge. It didn't have cement in the culvert or anything. Uh, it just had dirt, you know, and it wasn't a huge embankment. Okay. So I thought. So I go down on, you know, this one side, and what I didn't realize, 
is that they had, when they had built this culvert going underneath the bridge, they had just taken a bulldozer on one side and pushed all the dirt up on the other side. Oh. So it's good, you know, going in, nice, you know, not too slopey. And then on the other side, all the dirt that they had pushed up was there. So I hit that embankment going about 60. Oh, bro. Yeah. And I jumped the truck, bro. Like, all four wheels <laughs> came off the dirt. <laughs> like, like, Dukes of Hazard, bro. Really? Like, yes. Yes, bro. All Damn. four tires came off the ground. And I was thinking that you, like, smacked the embankment going 60. So you, like, caught air. I did. So the, the bumper actually hit first and, like, boom. And But then, you know. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And so when I jumped it. All four wheels came off the t- off the bow, ground, bow, bow. and I'm coming down. and I see this huge mesquite tree, so my truck hits that mesquite tree and uproots it. I think it was dead. I don't think it was alive, but uproots that. And when I landed, I was landed on the passenger uh, side, but on the um, bed. So basically, like on the passenger. Uh, so you're sideways at this point. Yeah. So when I hit that tree, it knocked me sideways, okay. and when I landed, it landed like on on the passenger side bumper. First, boom, and they just slammed the truck the down. The rear end? Yeah, on the, on the passenger rear end, hit first, and then slammed the truck down all down the passenger side. And then I rolled two and a half times, went through a fence. Mind you, I still had my dog in the back of the truck. Oh, fuck. Back then, um, like, you know, Jaron is real close. You know Jaron. Yeah. He, he loves his dog. Like, that's how I was. Yeah. And so my first instinct when I realized, I, re- I still remember so clearly, man, the, how loud it was. I still remember the glass shattering. Oh, yeah, you it. probably have PTSD. The, dude, so... That's a traumatic event, bro. Yes. So I'm, I am still I was still gripping the steering wheel. The airbag went off. I still had a grip, though, with my left hand on the steering wheel, dude. I did like, the same thing when I flipped. Really? Same thing, bro. Didn't let go. I was gripping the fuck out of the steering wheel when the guy opened the door. He's like, yep. are you okay? And I'm just, like, gripping the steering wheel. Yeah, I, I was... And I, and I was... Thinking, like, I still remember, dude, that when, we, when it was all over, I was like, in my mind, I was like, I just had a wreck. And I was like, and my hand is still in the steering wheel. Like, what is going on? The airbag hit my arm, of course, burned it, took all yep. the skin off. The bad part about it is in the area that I had the wreck, I mean, this is a very isolated, you know, desolate area. No one's out there, bro. Nobody's That's out 67? there, bro. Uh, I don't even know. I, th- I, I don't remember the, the road. It's the one that goes from Irian down to 190, and then from 190 you can go, I think it may be 81 That's or something. back roads. It's, it's total back roads, bro. Total. Huh. And there's no cell phone signal, none of that. So I'm like, I got to get it. My truck was still running, and I remember it was still running because like when I realized what had happened, I'm laying, you know, leaning over to the right because I'm on the passenger side. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I got to get out of this truck. I'm going to blow up. I don't know why that instinct. Like, I'm going to blow up, dude. <laughs> yeah. And, and That's a fair assumption. Though. Yeah. So when I stepped down, to, like, I unbuckled and uh, stepped down to, like, climb up out of the door. I remember I hit the gas and, like, my truck was like, you know, loud, bro. And I was like, oh, it's still running. I'm going to die, you know. <laughs> and I stood on the console and was, like, trying to shove the door up. Those old Chevy doors, man, were like lead. I mean, they were so heavy. Yeah. And I couldn't get the door open, bro. Back when they were building them with real metal. Yeah. 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 Yes. And, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, man, I remember this dude. Like, I didn't see, he- I, I did not see headlights behind me, bro. Mm-hmm. This dude pulls up, 
like out of nowhere. Thank God, bro. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he jumps up on the truck and pulls me out of the truck. And so initially I was like, my dog. I was like, where's my dog? He said, what dog? There is no dog. And I'm like, yeah, there is. So then I was like, cops are coming. I got to get my stuff, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I probably, you know, I, I had... Uh, I I had a, a nice, like a decent amount of mushrooms in the truck, bro. And Even a small amount will do you in. Yeah, so I probably had like 10 or 15 grams. Okay. You know, yeah, 20 grams on it, you know, thing like this. Yeah, so you're carrying a felony. <laughs> Absolutely. Plus I had the marijuana in there, which yeah. it was only, it was like, you know, back then there was no such thing as like hydro and all that. So it was just, you know, regular dirt weed, yeah. uh, probably like a quarter bag. And... I found the the, I found them both, dude. I'm like my dog, my dog, and he's like, what dog? So I'm like trying. I go to the around the truck, the back glass is busted out, and I'm like cheetah, because the dog's name was Cheetah, mm -hmm. Cheetah, freaking out. But in reality, what I'm doing is trying to find the stuff. Yeah. So I'm looking in the truck, and he's like, what are you doing? I gotta find my wallet. I lied, and then right there, dude, by the back glass was both of them sitting together, <laughs> and I'm just like. So light shines down it, on him. Well, dude, I was like, what is going, you know, I mean, so I grabbed him and I had on work boots, stuffed them in my work boot. And then all of a sudden I see these lights coming off from the ranch, from a ranch way back over there. Uh -huh. And uh, this lady pulls up. Well, she was actually an EMT from Ariane. Whoa. Yeah. And, and I was like, how did you know that I had a wreck? She said, we heard your truck. <laughs> Dude, like you see it coming from miles away, bro. She was like, I heard the I heard what I thought was a wreck, and then I heard your truck. Like just revving. Oh. And uh <laughs> anyway, so she pulls up and she's like trying to put me in a neck brace. I'm like, no, I'm good. And she was like, No, you're getting a neck brace, you know. I'm gonna call an ambulance. I said, No, do not call an ambulance. If you want to take me to Ariane to the hospital, I will go to the emergency room, but I'm fine. I just want to find my dog. Yeah. And I never found that dog that night. She takes me to Ariane, and the sheriff shows up, and, like, here I am with, like, please don't pull my boots off, you know? like Yeah. Oh, yeah, because so, you still got all that on Yeah, it's all my boot, bro. I'm just sitting there just chilling, like, you know, act like nothing, talking to the sheriff. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, they, they did some x-rays. And they said, you're fine. You're free to go. So I used one of their phones because I never found my cell phone to call my brother, who was in El Dorado, uh, at my dad's house. And I said, hey, dude, I had a wreck. I'm in, I'm in Ariane. <laughs> come, come get me. Yeah. Well, you would have had to know me back then, bro. But like, yeah, I mean, he wasn't surprised. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm saying? Enough. Yeah, yeah he, he wasn't surprised. Like, all right, I'll be there in a minute, you know? <laughs> so mind you, this is probably around... 11 o'clock at night now that, you know, 11, 11, 15, yeah. I'm calling him. So he drives from El Dorado back to, um, to Iran. And, uh, he's like, what happened? I told him, you know, he's like, man, that's crazy. So we're driving. It's like, Hey dude, um, uh, you want to trip on some mushrooms? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. And so we did do that, man. And the back to the guy, the one thing I was going to say, the guy that pulled me out, this was crazy, bro. This was really crazy. The dude hands me a card and he was like, if you're ever in San Antonio, give me a call. And I'm like, what? And on the card, like 
it had like the Christian fish thing on there, you know? And at this time, you know, I was probably the furthest thing from a Christian, bro. Like, okay. I, you know, I was an atheist actually. And I was just like, what? You know, it was a trip to me. And so I didn't think much about that. That's a whole nother, you know, whole nother avenue to yeah. go down as to what, how all these things played together. Um, it's just crazy, bro. It is. It's crazy that you get into an accident in front of a property where an EMT lives and she happens to be awake and she know what the fuck a wreck sounds like, which I'm pretty sure that, you know, that's distinguishable. Yeah. And it's crazy that someone just happened to be behind you or in the area driving when that happened too. It's mind boggling because I mean, I'm telling you, bro, I knew I had the drugs in the truck. So I was constantly looking in my rear view. Like I'm just, I'm very observant. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. Yeah. And there was no lights, bro. Like none for miles. And you can see a long ways. Yeah. And for him just to, (laughs) it's like all of a sudden pull up and I'm just like, what? I didn't even, I didn't realize it at the time. I, I thought about this later, you know? By the way, I did find the dog two days later. Really? Yeah. Really? Yes. Man, I was thinking the worst. <laughs> no, dude. I Really? Yes, bro. So I came back out the next day, and I mean, I was so sore. My body was beat up. I, I walked around. All the around. adrenaline wore off. Yes. And I mean, I was in the drugs and everything else. Like, I was hurt. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I was walking around on these ranches where I had the wreck. Like, I walked for miles, bro, that day. Miles. I spent probably seven or eight hours walking out on ranches calling this dog's name. Never found it. And uh, the EMT lady had asked me for my number. So I gave her, because I lost my cell phone, I gave her my my home number. Mm-hmm. And back then we had these things called message machines, like where people would leave voicemails. Yeah, they, I know, know what that is, okay. Jared. I'm not five. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm old though, bro. Yeah. The other day I was telling my kids about that. They're like, how did y'all used to talk? Where you like, could actually roll it back yeah, and rewind dude. it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, yeah, you we had like <laughs> little machines, you know, and mm-hmm. you go in there and it was actually better because, um, you know, these cell phones now, in my opinion, consume so much of our time, bro. Like, there's no peace. It's more personal yeah. to leave a message, come home, play your messages. Yeah, decide who you want to talk to. <laughs> versus being on the cell phone and being like, ignore the call. Oh, they left a voicemail? I don't have yeah. to listen to that. Or it's text. a notification. Then they'll send you an email and a text and a video. <laughs> oh, yeah. We know all too well. So... I, the lady, like that, the next day I didn't find it. I was pretty bummed out, bro. And, uh, the, and I, w- I had to go to work like the following day. I called them and was like, Hey, I had a wreck. So they let me have one day off the next day. Like, Hey, you need to come in. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. I go in and I got home that evening after work and she had left a voicemail. She said, Jared, I don't remember the lady's name, but she said from Irene, I found your dog. I was at the cafe this morning talking to some people and uh, your dog's over, like, dude, it was like eight miles from where Holy I was at. shit. Yes. So she gave me the name of the ranch and told me which road to go down and all that. And I went and got the dog, like, the next day. Whoa. It, she had broke her paw, and that was it, dude. Like, her paw was hurt, but it healed up. The dog was a different dog after that. Like really? she, Yeah. Loud noises. She would freak out. Oh, yeah, she, bro. She would sleep with me. Like, she did not want to leave my side. Yeah, after that, for like probably close to a year. That's a bond, bro. Yes. Probably had to have gotten out early in the accident. I'm thinking whenever we 
first hit the embankment, yeah, it probably chunked her out. Yeah. Yeah. Because if she had been in there for the whole ride, bro, I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah that's be, the best thing that could have happened. Yeah. Man. It was game over for, you know, she'd done that. So that's how I think that I probably broke it because I had some back issues after that, bro. Like, it, it, it hurt. <laughs> like, I would imagine that would probably break your back. Yeah. The, but they the, didn't catch anything on the x-rays. No, bro. I mean, we're doing x-rays in Irian, Texas at 11 o'clock at night. Like, I don't even know if they, <laughs> I don't even know if they knew how to read the x-rays. That's you know fair. what I'm saying? That's fair. Like Those small town hospitals. Yeah, bro. I, I mean, Alex is from Brady, and we were in Brady the other day, yeah. and we passed by their hospital. I'm like, oh, y'all have a hospital? And her mom's like, yes, we have a hospital. And I'm like, dang. So like... Do the doctors live here or do they travel in? And she's like, yes, we have real doctors at our hospital. I'm just like, hey, I just, yeah, I'm curious. A, that's a legitimate question. I'm curious. Yeah. Because they take everyone to Brownwood to like deliver their babies and, and have surgery from my understanding. Really? So it's like, is it really a hospital? It's just a big ass clinic. Yeah. It's a, it's a huge clinic where they yeah. can do x-rays. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, you broke your back. How are you walking? Well, so at that time I didn't know, know I had broke my back, I don't think. I mean, I knew it was hurt, but it kind of healed up a little bit. It always gave me a little trouble, uh-huh. but not too bad. So that's when I was around like 21. Okay. So I got married, switched jobs, yada, yada. So around the age of 25, I started working out again. And I, I was very serious about working out at the time. Okay. I watched my diet. I mean, I, I was very serious, bro, very strict. And I was very disciplined. Um, I would work out two to three hours a day. And I mean, like my grandparents came in from Arkansas one time and they just got to town and uh, I got home from work, go inside. My wife's like, um, you know, me, mom, pop are here. And I, I said, okay, great. And she said, are you going to talk to them? I said, well, they can come to the gym. Like, because I built a gym in my shop. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, they can come out there and talk to me while I'm working out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. like I, 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 I would not miss a day. I would not for any reason miss a day. And uh, it was almost like kind of weird. And so I did that for probably close to a year. And one day at work, um, I worked on airplane engines. So like okay. they were Allison turbines okay. that they use on the C-130s, the military. That's pretty dope. Yeah. And so we used them to generate, um, you know, force. It was, it was tied to a drive shaft. It was tied to a gearbox. And it was tied from the gearbox to another drive shaft that went to a large, a huge centrifugal compressor. And they used it to pump gas. Okay. And um, I was changing the starter out. And the starter, so like right now, if I try to lift it, I'd probably be like, oh, you know, it's probably like 100, 120 pounds. But at that time, I was fairly strong. So it's like nothing, right? A starter? Yeah, a starter. Like, oh, so this is all humongous. They're they're fairly large, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like so the, the turbines, you know, they're, 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 they're circular. Yeah. And um, they're probably as long or a little longer than this table. And they're, I don't know how, I don't know, two or three feet in diameter, you know? So to start, it took a lot of, you know, inertia to spin that thing. So I I, I stepped off, I took the starter off, I grabbed the new one, I'm putting it on. And and when you go up some steps, it was probably around four or five feet off the ground going up the steps. And you go into a platform, and then there's a huge opening with doors, and you step off into, um, you know, what they call a compressor skid. Mm -hmm. And when I stepped off into it, and like turn to put it on, I felt something like pop. And I was like, oh man, that hurt. I was like, what's going on? You know, so anyway, I put the start on, I'm like, man, that kind of just feels uncomfortable. And I kind of started like 
I couldn't really lift weights the way I was. It mm-hmm. hurt. After that day. Yes. Yes. It hurt. And um, I thought, man, I must have tweaked something in my back. So yeah. I, I was like, I need to chill with the weights. Like, I'm just going to, I need to, I don't want to mess my back up for real, you know? Yeah. So after two or three weeks, it, like after about a week to two weeks, it started feeling like someone was sticking a hot, like, poker in my hip. Huh. And um, I later found out that's because... Uh, my back was broke um, on both sides. It, was, it wasn't broke all the way through. It was cracked on both sides of the vertebrae, and I had ruptured a disc, two discs, actually. Holy shit. Yeah. And um, How long had it been like that? Well, we don't know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so it, I, went, I, I just went to the doctor. He's like, yeah, you got a spondo something. You know, your back's broke. Uh, you can live with it as long as you want, as long as you can deal with the pain. Um, or you can have surgery. I was like, right, I'm just going to deal with it, you know? So yeah, not he, a fan of surgery. Yeah, no, no. So he, he, he threw me some Norcos and was like, you know, take these if you need them. And I, I was taking them, like I wasn't taking them, you know, liberally or anything. I was very conservative about it because I was scared of getting hooked on them. Yeah. Um, but it did help. So I went for probably like another seven months, bro, like that, working, like with a broke back. And just so, taking medication. Yeah, until finally, I, I mean, I was... Dude, I couldn't take the pain anymore, you know? Yeah. It, it had gotten on a nerve, uh, my sciatic nerve. Oh, and, and that's so I, all through your leg, too. Yes, yeah. So I still have permanent nerve damage in my right leg. Yeah, yeah, I do. Like, Is it the nerve damage you can still feel, or has it just gone numb? So uh, some of it is numb, okay. particularly in my calf and down on my foot. Dang. Yeah. And, and if you really, like, if I were to show you, you really look like you can see my left calf versus my right calf. My right calf muscle on the outside is actually smaller, no matter how much I work them out. Like, this one would get bigger. This one gets bigger on the inside, but this back muscle just doesn't seem to do anything. Huh. Yeah. And sometimes my toes get numb, you know. And I just, it's, your, your mind eventually, like, with pain like that, after so many years... Uh, you eventually get numb to it almost or yep. tolerate, you know? Yep. It's just a part of everyday life. Yes. Yep. Until it get unless it's like something extra like extreme. Debilitating. Yeah, right. Now you're in a wheelchair, you can't yeah. walk. Right. So I had the first surgery. Uh and that would have been at the end of two thousand and nine. And um I went and I had the surgery. Everything seemed to be good. They they opened me up. They put two large um titanium rods in there with six like lag bolts that, that screwed into my spine mm-hmm. they took bone marrow out of my right hip along with some stem cells or something trying to so what they were going to do is a bone graph mm-hmm. and they basically were welding my vertebrae together to fuse them they put a fake uh wafer disc as a disc so i'm missing like two of my discs and uh the, what happened was so the doctor was like you know you can go back to work after about a month like, all right, cool. You know, I was glad with that, man, because I was fixing to have another kid. You know, I need to go to work. Yeah. And uh, the problem was, is the doctor didn't realize, I think, like, what I meant by work versus what he probably considered work. For sure. And we were doing um, compressor automation upgrades at these compressor stations. So we were putting in, like, 12 hours a day, six, sometimes seven days a week. And we were, like, working. And after about three to four months, the pain got extreme like i don't know what happened but i I can't pinpoint exactly why or anything all i know is that the pain was the worst pain uh, probably before surgery even 
Oh, way worse. Wow. Yeah, it was. It was the. Pr- I, I'm. I don't think I'm. I, I'm. I'm over exaggerating when I say it's probably the worst pain I've ever been in. That's fair, man. Yeah. Um. So I would go see the doctor in San Antonio, and and I did my due diligence before I had surgery. That's one of the reasons it took me seven months because I went to three different doctors to get, you know, their opinions. Yeah. I went to one in San Angelo. I didn't like his prognosis at all. Uh, I went to one in Midland. His was a little better, but I still wasn't like. You know, happy. Yeah. And, and the reason why, I, like, I used to be able to stand up, Sean, and flat-footed, bro. Um, you know, I used to, I used to box when I was younger. I was pretty athletic. I used to do, um, not like James, but I, I used to do a lot of tumbling and gym and all that stuff. So I was yeah. very flexible. Okay. And I, I could stand up, flat-footed, and put my palms on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. with my knees straight. Like just bend over and put them on there. And the doctor in Midland was like, "You're gonna lose fifty percent mobility." Guaranteed. Like, if we can fix it, 50% mobility. I'm like, you're tripping, bro. Like, no. <laughs> you know, I'm 26, dude. Yeah. 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 That's a heavy thing to be telling a 26-year-old. Yeah. 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 Who has two kids with one on the way? Like, no. Yeah. So I went to San Antonio, and he was like, you'll probably lose 10 to 15% mobility. Both of the other doctors wanted to cut me open from the front, pull my guts out, uh, and fix it from the inside, then cut me, flip me over, put it all in, sew me up, cut me open on the back. And fix it from the back, and I'm just like, what? So this dude, <laughs> they're dissecting you, yeah, right? dude. The dude in San Antonio, I did a bunch of research on him, and I was I was referred to him by another lady. He was considered like the the grandfather of you know back surgeries all in South Texas. Okay, and he was an older guy. Okay, so I go to him, feeling comfortable, and he just cuts me up on the back. That's it. Well, after about four or five months, something happened, and I would go to him. He's like, no, everything looks fine. And I, I stayed, so that was around month four. So then we continue on, and I'm going to him. It's like, so then they're putting me on these high, like, like uh, fentanyl patches, bro. Oof. Oxycontin. Just to get over the pain. Yeah, because I told him, like, I'm in, like, I'm in pain for real, man. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, here, I'll, I'll give you this. And they were passing me the, um, you know, those hydrocodones, man, or the Norco's like candy, bro. Like yep. he had me on 10 to 12 hydrocodone 10s per day. Plus throwing me on a hundred milligram nor- uh, uh, fentanyl patch. Damn. Yeah. I was out of there, boy. Like I was out of there, dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 I took the fentanyl patches for like maybe a month or two. And I remember being at work and we were doing the automation upgrades. We we're in this little building, like we put all these new computers in, ran the electrical and everything. And like the vice president, this is a multi-billion dollar gas company. And the vice, one of the vice presidents was there because he was also a computer programmer and he was like helping, you know, code everything. Okay. And I'm there with him and like, I fell asleep standing up next to him, bro. Oh. Yeah. I'm just like, like, no, dude. Jared. Yeah. I'm I'm, going to lose my job. So I told the doctor, he said, okay, quit taking the fentanyl. Well, he didn't tell me about the withdrawals, dude. So like, how long had you been taking it up to that point? Fentanyl, yeah, like maybe two months, bro. Whoa. Yes. Yeah, I hadn't been on it long, and I had been on the hydrocodones for probably a year plus, but the fentanyl, dude, like I, maybe two months. Whoa. Yeah, it, and the, the fentanyl is terrible, bro. It's, That's crazy that they were giving that away even back then. Yes, dude. Because I didn't even know, I didn't know about that until like maybe within the last couple of years. Right. Because everybody's dying from it on the streets. Yeah, yeah. No, doctor's been passing that out for at least 12 years. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yes, dude. So I got off the fentanyl. Long story short, man, 
he, he was basically covering up the fact he knew that something was wrong. I, I found out later because after like month nine or 10 of going into this and he's like, everything looks great. I'm like, <clears throat> why does it hurt? I don't know. Yeah. Something's not adding up. Yeah. So what I did was I noticed, you know, that he stopped bringing the x-rays into the room and showing me he was looking at them out in the hallway and then be like, yeah, everything's okay. So I told my wife, I'm like, you know what? When I go this time, I'm going to the hallway where he's at. I'm going to make him show me my x-rays. So what you have a right to do. Yeah. Even if I didn't, bro, like I'm in pain. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Like yeah. something's wrong. I'm I'm not a doctor, but I know something's wrong. Yeah. And sure enough, dude, he said, okay, I'm going to go check the x-rays. And I watched him through the door, you know, cracked it. As soon as he gets over to my x-rays, I snuck up behind him real slowly, looking over his shoulder. And I could see, dude, that something was like, like twerked in the x-rays. Like looked like one of those titanium rods was kicked off to the side. Whoa. And I just reached around him. was like, what is that? And he jumps, you know. He's like, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it looks like you might have stripped out some of those screws and broke a rod. Whoa. Yeah. So Whoa. what he was hoping to do was he was hoping the fusion was going to take on my spine. Yeah. The bone marrow would take to hold those bones together. And then he could be like, hey, man, your fusion's good. We need to take all the hardware out. Ah. Yeah. And no- so just hoping you would get through the pain so he could pull those out yep. and cover his ass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, and I don't so, know the situation, but go ahead. I don't either. I gave the dude the benefit of the doubt. I asked around to other specialists and stuff. They're like, man, truthfully, Jared, like the guy that you used is the best of the best. Yeah. There is a 1% human error factor. Yeah, of course. Like you anything. Know? He's yeah. like, sucks, but you fell into it. Yeah. So then I had to have another surgery, bro, to get those, all that stuff out of there. And have the same doctor? Yeah, I use the same guy. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> He's all, let me do some meddling yeah, while I'm down here. Well, I kind of sneak up on me in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe like his conscience would get the best of him and he would actually do it right. Yeah. So he goes in, he does the other surgery. This is in 20, it's 29, probably the first part of 2011. And uh, I remember my wife told me after I came up out of the you know anesthesia and stuff, and she's like, Are you okay? And I said, Yeah, I'm fine. She said, uh, you know, I might say the doctor's name on here, but she said that well, he's probably not even practicing anymore, but his name is Dr. Nidri. Okay. She said, uh, Dr. Nidri came out, Jared, and she said he was sweating. She said it was supposed to be a two-hour surgery. It took you five hours. Whoa. Yeah, and he came out, like, just feet tired. He said, I should have ordered other hardware. He really needs it. Uh, I didn't know it was that bad. You know, because my wife was getting worried after two hours. He said yeah. it was going to be about two hours. Like, we're yeah. going into four or five hours. And, and and you know, she's like, I think he'll be okay. But, like, I really should have gotten hardware. I didn't know it was going to be this bad. So I don't know what he found in there, bro. But it was evidently I had stripped two of the screws out of my spine. Whoa. And snapped a titanium rod. Whoa. Yeah. You're lucky you didn't fuck yourself up. Well, I mean, I kind of did. But, I yeah, mean, worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worse, worse bro. bro. Paralyzed. Yeah. So the next time I took off for three months from work, I'm like, whether I lose my job or I don't, I'm going to just, I got to have my back. Can't risk it. Right. And uh, they did try to fire me, actually. They sure did. They they did. They they were really trying. And you know what really sucked was that like, I did that at work. I was trying to do a stand up thing. I'm like, I'll just put on my insurance. I'm not going to be that guy to follow down work, Miss Comp. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they try to fire me. Yeah, yeah. You know, these corporations are ridiculous, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It just really shows you where you, where you lie at the end of the day. Yeah, you're you're a number. Yeah. Yep. How do you handle anesthesia? You usually come out of it pretty good? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Never had an issue with it? No, not that I'm aware of. Yeah. No. No, I, I just, 
I tried to tackle a nurse coming out of anesthesia one time, bro. Oh, really? Yeah. Apparently, I don't do very good on it. Wow. I've only had a few surgeries in my life. Yeah. Uh, so I think the first surgery I ever had, I had the rubber piece. Like, you know how they put like rubber pieces on the bottom of telephones and mm-hmm. like laptops and stuff to keep it soft? Yeah. So I was at daycare and I took the rubber piece off of one of the telephones and I put it in my ear. And I was like pretending to be a spy or a cop or something, man. I'm running Secret around the daycare. Service. Yeah, and I got to I'm put I'm just like constantly pushing this black thing in there. I'm like, Roger, Roger, pushing it like an inch further. Roger, Roger, pushing it an inch further. Oh, wow, so it eventually gets to a point where I can't get it out. I'm like trying to pull it out and it's bothering me. And I think like I got a pencil at one point. Actually. I think one of the ladies at the daycare got a pencil and like jammed it in my ear. Trying to dig it out. Try and dig it out and cause me to bleed. So they finally get to a point where they're like, okay, we need to call your mom. Yeah. So they call my mom and she gets there. She's wondering why my ear's bleeding. They tell her I jammed the toy in my ear and we end up leaving. And she's like, well, you know what? We're going to see if it'll just come out on its own. (laughs) Really? Yeah. So I'm just like... Okay, mom, going back to being a little kid. And um, this was on 4th of July. I can't remember how old I was, but I can remember it was on 4th of July because we went to the Pops concert or we went to uh, Freedom Fest at the Colt Stadium, I think. Mm. And the cannons are going off, fireworks are going off, and I can't hear any of it. Wow. Yeah, and like I can barely hear through my other ear too. I, I don't know why you thought it would like supplement for the other yeah. ear, but I couldn't hear anything. Wow. So I tell my mom and she's like, okay, well, we need to go take you to the hospital then. Yeah. We get there and sure enough, I have to go have surgery to get this little rubber piece really? taken out of my ear. Yeah. Can you hear out of that ear? I can hear oh, out of okay. the ear. I probably haven't done myself any favors yeah. because I listen to music really loud. Yeah. And I anticipate that my hearing is probably not going to be <laughs> as good as it could have been. Right. Because of that incident and the fact that I just love really loud music. Yeah. And then uh, the so, other time I had surgery was on my knee. I had to get an arthroscope because I tore up a bit of my meniscus playing mm-hmm. football. Mm-hmm. And that's when I tried to tackle the nurse coming out of surgery. Like you legit like came off the table and everything? So I woke up. I woke up once, and I guess that's when that happened. And I woke up a second time, and they're like, "Like, hey, are you feeling okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good." And they're like, "Okay, you're not gonna tackle anyone this time, right?" And I'm like, I'm "Like, what? I didn't try to tackle anyone. What are you talking about?" And they're like, "Oh no, like, you know, we we had to strap you down for a minute because you know what? you got up. You said you had a football game. You were trying to tackle the nurse." I'm like, "What in the hell happened, bro?" Like. And you didn't remember it? I did not remember. Oh, I don't remember that, yeah. bro. Yeah. So for a second there, I'm like in shock and anesthesia. And I'm just like, bro, I really try to tackle one of the nurses. They told my mom that. And, oh, and I come out and she's like, hey, dude, like you can't assault nurses. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I had no idea. Yeah. So it's a trip, dude. I don't like surgery, bro. Yeah, I don't either. I don't like the idea of surgery, especially around the back, man. Yeah. Because that's like, whoa. Yeah, it, it can be, you know. I'm very fortunate, man. Yeah. Uh, it, it took me many years to 
you know, like even still today, I was moving stuff from Eldorado over here. My back was sore, you know. I could probably attribute some of that just not working out, like for so long, yeah. you know, because I haven't done anything in probably three or four months. Uh, but yeah, I, I still try to be a little bit careful. You know <coughs> what I mean? You have to. Yeah. 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 At this point, though, man, your workouts need to be like back focused. Yeah. Building stability in your back and core. And your core. Yeah. 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 And just. Getting like a swole ass V yeah, back yeah, yeah. <laughs> in an <Yep>. insane core. <laughs> yep. Walk yeah, around, man. no one wants none of this. Yeah. 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 I, I, I mean, I get around good, man. I mean, you know, that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. You're extremely blessed, bro. I am, bro. I'm very fortunate, bro. I'm very fortunate, dude, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, probably not driving too crazy these days, then, huh? <laughs> no, man. I mean, you would think, I, yeah, you would think that. No, nowadays I, I try not to, you know. Um, I, tr- I I really try not to. Sometimes Things are yeah. different for you, bro. You're yeah. a whole family man. Yeah, so even when I had a family, dude, I was pretty reckless. Like, not as reckless as I was when I was younger. But considering that I did have a family, I was still reckless. So, you know, that was not the last of my wrecks. Mm-hmm. And so, um, actually... I lost my job from the gas company I was telling you about some okay. years later uh, because I wrecked the company truck. Okay. Yeah, total that sucker out, That'll man. get you fired. <laughs> yeah, so the, I, I passed the drug and alcohol test and all that, but they, they had a GPS on there, and uh, I was part of a, a testing program for this huge company. Um, did you know it had a GPS? I did. Okay. I did, man, but, you know, <laughs> it was like... <laughs> it doesn't it, get better. <laughs> Yeah, so here's the deal, man. We worked in West Texas. And at that time in West Texas, man, like my boss was from Fort Stockton. What time are we talking about? Early 2000s. No, this would have been around, you know, so I got on with that company on January the 1st of 2008. Okay. Uh, I got fired. It would have been in around May or June of 2013. Okay. You were with yeah. them a while then. Yeah, bro. It's like almost seven years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was established. I, you know, I've got, I've got quite a bit of experience actually. And I was like, they were giving me more tasks to do, giving me more responsibility. You know, I really saw myself like moving up, you know, and they had even talked to me about that. Like, Hey man, in the next five to 10 years, a lot of us guys are going to be retiring because we're all retiree age. Like you're going to be the boss. And, um, you know, it's one of those deals that sometimes you take for granted what you have. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we had kind of a good old boy system. So my boss was, I mean, real chill, man. He was cool and everything. Uh, he used his personal truck all the time. I mean, his company truck for personal business all the time. For sure. We all did. For sure. Uh, it's Pretty just, lax. Yeah. What the co- company policy was, you know, if you get caught doing that, it's ter- termination immediately. So... Huh. It was always like one of these things like you can do it, but if you ever get caught, we don't know anything about it. Yeah. And what you're on your own. Yeah. And so what happened was when I had the wreck, um, you know, HR got a hold of my GPS stuff. They tried to actually hide it, dude. My boss and his boss above him tried to keep it from HR. Mm-hmm. But the safety department got involved and HR got it and that was it, bro. Yeah, because they knew it meant yeah. that they would get Checked on and yep, and of course, and I don't blame my boss, bro. I mean, he he couldn't like go to bat for me, you know. Yeah. They did try, like he was like, "Hey, man, this is a good employee. He's been with us seven years. Like he's, you know, he transferred to another area for us to try to help us start this area, which I had done." Um, 
you know, I moved to Brackettville and like was down there for about a year That's and a half. Down by Houston? That's down by Del Rio, bro. Del Rio. Yeah, okay. Which, <laughs> which leads into all the other <laughs> stuff, you know? Yeah, so when I lost my job, dude, I mean, it was it was a bad wreck. Yeah. You know, it was it was terrible. It was terrible. The whole cab of the uh, truck was crushed in. Had it not been for the headache wreck, and I had a crane on the back of my truck, I had a three-quarter ton. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I think I probably would have died. Really? Yeah, bro. It was bad. Like, the whole cab was smashed. Uh, and I, you know, I thank God, bro, that I, I was able to get out. I couldn't, I was trying to kick the back was window. Was that your last wreck? No. Damn. No. Well, yes. So I'd had one two days prior in my personal truck. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Insurance must love you. So, dude, I totaled that truck. That was terrible, man. That was my 2008 Dodge that I bought from, you know, the Dodge house here. And I had like four months left before it was paid off. Oh. Yeah, man. I was, uh. I was, I was upset. Yeah. But that's what drugs does, man. You know, like, For sure. I, I was, I, I'll be real. I mean, I, at that time, you know, my wife had left me uh, due to some things that, you know, that I had done. And uh, I was, I, I was slacking on my job. I was, you know, drinking a lot and a lot of like liquor. And then, you know, I was going to Mexico. I was right there, bro. And getting involved with different people. I was bringing these uh, Xanax bars from Mexico back, like, higher milligram than you can even get in the states and mm-hmm. uh i'm not a real big xanax user you know i'm you know it's just it was never really my thing um and so yeah i wrecked my personal truck uh going to um going to to pick up drugs actually from another town from a dude and you know people i knew and yeah i i just got just kind of fell asleep man and i was going like 65 hit a speed limit sign uh, and that sucker came smashing down right on top of the cab, bro. I went off, you know, off the embankment, hit a fence. And, uh, yeah, I just threw that sucker in reverse, dude, and started heading back to Brackettville because, you know, like... I had, can't drive like that. I had a place to be. I was looking out the window, like my, my driver's side window, man, like hanging, <laughs> like Ace Ventura, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah that, like, for real. And I saw the cops coming, and there was a guy, like, it was two lanes, so I saw the cops coming, and there was a guy, like, in front of me. So what I did was, is I pulled in the right-hand lane and kept that car blocking the the via, the, the cop so he couldn't see me. As soon as he gets closer, I just dumped it, bro, got next to the truck, so he never saw my truck wrecked, and I made it back to Brackettville. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. You were in the shits. Bro, I was wild, dude. Like, I was out of there. Yeah. You know, I Yeah, so then I, I mean... What do you attribute all of that to? Was it just like, here's life, and this is my experience, or like, is that like what was grow? What were you like growing up? Oh, bro! I mean, I, I was probably wild. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I was, I was, I was always like a daredevil, you know? Like, okay. yeah, I was. I, I, I've seen videos whenever I was a kid. Like, I was a little, like, little three or four year old kid. Like in these, I remember at Six Flags. I didn't remember, but I saw my mom show me a video. Like there, at Six Flags, they had these huge ball like pits, like these you know those little plastic balls. Yeah, and they had these like huge like uh, pyramid things in there. I don't know, ten feet up or something, eight feet up. Well, like I was climbing up on the top and jumping off on kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, dude. Watch yeah. out below, motherfuckers. Yeah, dude. I was. I mean, I, I've just always been like that. You know? Yeah, like yeah. like. All the way. I grew up with a lot of guys that are like that, man. And in some ways I was too, right? Like, I think the vast majority of us at some point in our lives, whether it's young or old, have a crazy, reckless side. 
And yeah. most most of the times it's when we're younger. Sure. Because it's just like the the ultimate freedom. Yep. You're not thinking about the repercussions of your actions. That's it right but there. But ultimately that too can lead to a lot of bad stuff. Man. Yes. Yeah. I, I think you're right, man. That That is it, bro. I never thought about what's going to happen. Nah, you don't. And I didn't care. Uh-uh. Because like, all you think in your mind is, oh, I'm just going to go home. It's all going to be okay. Yeah. My parents are there to take care of me if they yep. need, if I need them. Yeah. Like, it's all good. There's no consequences. Right. Until they're right there in your face. Yeah. Or un- until they're not in your face because you're not alive anymore. Yeah. That's and that, true. dude, like, there, there's a point in my life too, man, where I had that wake-up call. And it was like, the fact that you are here conscious today is a blessing. Oh, yeah. And that is something that you can't take for granted. No, bro. Yeah, Regardless yeah. of if you've been through the shits or not. Yeah. Because it's like, I mean, every, everyone... Everybody has, bro, yeah. Yeah. yeah and has. regardless, man, life in general is a blessing. It is, bro. It, so it really is. The fact that you got in as many crazy-ass wrecks as you did, yeah. and you're still here, bro, like... Yeah, it's dude. an honor to even know you, bro. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It <laughs> cool, is. Yeah. It is. It's an honor to know yeah. you, man. Yeah. Because for as many... Man, for your story, yeah. I, I know dozens of others where sure. kids were driving like idiots, yep. were drunk, had drugs, running from cops. Well, I mean, whatever it may be, man. Texting and driving. Yep. Like, that shit is crazy, bro. And it, it's just like, man, the fact that you're here right now is a blessing, bro. It is, bro. And, you know, I'm not sure that I understand the reasoning why. I used to question it a lot because I've had friends die as well. And, you know, I've, I have died, bro. Like I've overdosed, you know, and stuff and just snapped out of it basically somehow. Like, I don't know how, bro. I don't know how, you know. Uh, Well, you obviously have a purpose that you haven't fulfilled. Yes. Yeah. And so I I do know that. And, and, you know, I used to hate that. And so I would try to like do more because I had a death wish, bro. Really? Like I didn't, life truthfully meant nothing to me, bro. Not mine, not yours, not anyone's. Yeah. And so, um, it's a crazy place to be, bro. Yeah. And I was there for a long time. You know, I sometimes think, you know, like my parents, like, man, what was that? <laughs> my poor parents were like, hell if, yeah. If, if my kids were like, I was, dude, I, I don't know what I would do. Like, but that's what made you the parent you are, bro. Yeah. And that's why you've had the opportunity to raise your kids the way you have. Yeah, dude. I think the same way. I'm like, yeah. God, man, God bless my mom. Yeah. My mom deserves everything in the world yep. and then double that shit. Yep. Cause I was a shithead, man. Yeah, she yeah. had to deal with a lot. Yeah, she had to deal with a lot when I was growing up, man. But yep. because of her, because of the way she raised me, yep, bro, I hope I can be ten times the parent that she is. Sure, but you had to go through all of that shit to, yeah, to to realize it. I guess. Yeah. Yep. You made the sacrifice so your kids don't have to. Yeah, yeah. I hope not. You know, I mean, I <laughs> I I really do my best, truthfully, to and 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 you know. I'm, I might be different. I don't know. I, I believe in being honest with my kids, bro. For sure. Like some, you know, some parents don't don't believe in being honest with them. Like, like you got to shelter them. Yeah, and, and and I don't I don't go in depth, like you know, of everything that I've done because, you know, there's stuff that I've done that nobody knows. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I don't I don't go into to depth on stuff. But what what I do do is try to be honest with them. Like, they know I've done drugs. You know, they, they know I've been involved with, with a lot of, um, you know, even with or, organized criminal activity with all this kind of stuff. Like, and I don't go into depth, but they know who I was. Yeah. And the reason I try to be honest with them is to tell them, like, that life will get you nowhere. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it, it, it will get you nowhere. Um, I look back now on the people, a lot of people I used to hang out with, and I'm cool with everybody. Like, if I see somebody that I used to hang out with, I, I'll, I'll be cordial. I try to be nice, bro. And I've had plenty of them tell me, like, Jared, to see you where you're at now, um, like, gives me hope that there might be hope for me. Yep. To get out of this, you know, to, to, yep. to get away from, you know, that lifestyle. Um, and so I, I want my kids to understand that, you know, that some parents who have had a very dark past and stuff like their kids might not never know that about them. Yep. And then when they get into their teenage years or, you know, when they find out they're like, might feel deceived. Yeah. And so I, I don't, I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's a secret, you know, yeah, I, I was a terrible person, bro. And truthfully, Sean, I'll say this, like w- without God, bro, I am a terrible person. Like even now. Like it was only because of, of the love that I felt from God and the fact that he, after all the stuff I've done to him, against him, uh, and just consistently like being so reckless and, and, and you know, all the people I've hurt um, individually as well as other families, you know, all of that, man. And then to know that God would still, still care about me to save my life and to even forgive me. Uh, it, it really, it changed me, you know, it, it changed me. And, and without that, I, I would probably be the same person. Like I would still be that old person, truthfully. Yeah. Because even when my kids were alive, uh, a lot of stuff that I did, I mean, they were still here. So that wasn't reason enough. That wasn't reason enough for me to change. Yeah. And, and if I'm being honest, you know, yeah. my wife wasn't enough. Um, I hated myself, bro. And I, and I hated everything. I hated life. Yeah. You know, I did. Yeah. Um, I did, man, but it's hard not to, bro. I've been there mentally yeah. too, bro. It's so hard not to. Yeah. I don't think enough people like like when we say mental health, yeah, we're thinking anxiety, depression, but there's like even that even those situations where it's like you feel like the the cards are stacked against you. There's no way out. Yep. Everything sucks. It's hard, bro. It's hard to get up and do it and yeah, bro. I'm my Although I have had many opportunities to go the wrong way, my experience hasn't been as dramatic as yours. But nonetheless, everything the way that it happened, man, I'm blessed to be here today too. Sure. And the fact the fact that we're both blessed here, obviously your biggest thing that you can contribute is sharing that story. And taking those people, because I don't have the experience with, you know, like I've got homies and I know people I can go to that, you know, they they can take care of business and it's, it's all good. Yeah. And I'm good with everyone. Yeah. But I never was in that lifestyle. Yeah. And so I don't have that opportunity or that experience to go to those kinds of people and say, hey, this is where I came from and this is how you can do it. Yeah. And you've got that. Yeah. And you got to take, you know, you, you had to go through all that suffering and all those mental feelings to ultimately realize, man, that, you know, man, I'm I'm blessed to have experienced all that. As crazy as it sounds, I'm blessed to have gotten into all those accidents. I'm blessed to have met the people I met and yeah. get in the trouble I got into because yeah. I'm here today and I'm here to tell everyone there's nothing for you in that life. Yeah, there's really not, man. And and it, it took me a long time to realize that, like, uh, you know, 
was angry maybe you know it's, sometimes you go through hard stuff and you're like maybe like angry with god oh it's up and down bro yeah you know it's like Every why, day. why me why me but um a lot of times when we go through hardships some of it if we're being honest is self uh self-inflicted about 99 percent yeah, of it is, yeah, you know but but that's a hard reality to face sometimes yeah um and then looking back on it though now you're right dude and it's taken me a long time to realize that maybe uh, honestly maybe up until last year yeah yeah like maybe the first part of last year is whenever i was really like realized you know why i've been through some of the stuff i've been through why i was allowed to go through it uh why why you know what you had saying? to bro yeah 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 god whatever you believe in yeah so i am a firm believer of maybe my day-to-day isn't planned out but yeah. there is a definite maybe not plan, but there is a goal for my life Sure, that I want to achieve. Yes. And there are going to be certain things that as long as I'm aligning myself with that goal, things are going to fall into place that bring yep. me to that place. And that's the crazy thing. And some of that includes suffering. A lot of that includes suffering and yeah. sacrifice yep. and not getting your way. Yep. But ultimately, when you do get there and you look back on it, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Some of that was real shitty, and I didn't like it, but... It's growing pains. Yeah. yeah. It's wild, bro. Yeah, it's growing pains. I'm fucking blessed that you were here to share that with me, bro. Yeah, bro, I appreciate Thanks for it. sharing that with me. You're welcome, man. Yeah, we, we truly, we could go on for hours, bro. I, I And I don't, I'm not trying to be boastful, because truthfully, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, I don't really like talking about. Sure. Um, it's hard, bro. Yeah. Some of that stuff is deep, bro. Yeah. And at face value, so like for me and you, so for people who don't know, me and Jared work at the dealership together. A lot of our interaction is, you know, we're there to serve our customers to the highest level. Yes. And yeah, maybe you get to know some people, but how often do we actually get to have those deep intellectual or heartfelt and considerate conversations about like, hey man, this is where I've been. This is what I've accomplished. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was the whole purpose of this podcast, man. Right on. Was to get people here to have yep. genuine conversation. Yep. Sh- get to know their life. Yeah. Understand their experiences. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, I mean, uh, you know, it's it's real life. A lot of people hide it. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Social media and Instagram and all of that stuff makes it real easy, bro. Yep. Yes, it does. And it's hard, man, because like our a lot of our business revolves around marketing ourselves and the product. So our daily life revolves around that. Yep. And it's hard to like separate. I tried, bro. I have a separate business account and a mm-hmm. separate profile for my personal stuff. Right. And I did that with every social media, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, like and it was hard to separate it all because it's so much to manage. So yeah, now you find yourself <laughs> posting a car and five minutes later, you're t- 20 scrolls down yeah. the timeline and you're like, yep. oh, bro, what am I doing? Like, yep. this guy's in Mexico. I wish I could be in Mexico. Oh, I hate my job. Blah, 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 blah. Right. It just like creates so much loathing, man. Like, It, it does, man. It, it really does. And I see a lot of people on there and I'm just like, man. How are they doing that, man? It's Why? hard, bro. Because yeah. I want to show off yeah. my adorable son. Yeah. And I want to get all the likes and hearts for it. Yeah. Isn't that wild, dude? Like when, whenever you post something like that, like you might get 40 likes. When you post yourself on the beach in Mexico, it's like 250. 
And I, I mean, it should be the other way around in reality. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, man, if there is one thing I could do away with, it'd be social media. Yeah. hundred percent. Like yep. if there, like if it was something as simple as like Reddit, like, I don't know if you like have messed around with Reddit ever. I, I have a few times, but I don't know much about it. The guy I worked with in clean was so early me. Reddit was and, and Reddit's still awesome now, but Reddit was always cool because it's a social media, right? It's a community, but you have hundreds of thousands of sub communities within Reddit itself. Yep. And they're all about specific topics, right? So yeah, you have your own profile you can do your own thing, but the social media is not about you necessarily it's about this particular thing that all of us are interested in and now we can share info and conversate right okay and i love that aspect of social media yeah. and i think that's great because now we're able to share ideas and culture from across the world yeah through that avenue yep. we can get news out quicker we can share cool shit quicker you know and and we can share funny stuff you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. all of those things without it being about us centrally being us and don't get me wrong i like the concept of facebook and instagram because for the most part man all of my friends on facebook and instagram yeah. are people i went to fucking school with yeah or that i know that i've met yeah. through life right yeah. like I, I like outside of my groups that i'm in that i network in i don't have anyone that i don't know as a friend on those right and so like it's cool to be able to connect on that yeah but I would much prefer to see someone in person and have a conversation and catch up and yeah. cherish that interaction. Yes. Because social media takes the value out of that. Because now I can just tap into your Facebook and see what you've been up to this last six months. And we don't have to have a conversation about it. Yep. Instead of valuing that interact. Oh, I saw Jared three months ago. We had a great conversation. Man, I can't wait to see him again. Yep. Call him, hang out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You could do all of that now, but... Social media is just like a huge desensitizer. Yeah. And we I just care less and less. I, I agree. And, and, you know, there's a lot of um, people that, that believe that it was designed just for that, bro, to, to, to take us away from, you know, being not human, but for, from, from being able to carry on conversations. There's been an agenda going on for a whole long time. I, I know for sure back in the 1930s, and I've read and studied some stuff that what takes What was going back, on in the 1930s? E, e, some stuff that takes <clears throat> it back even further back, even into the 1800s. But it, it was an agenda to, to dumb down the American people. Okay. Um, Americans you, only. Yes, this okay. is specifically designed for the American people. Um, and, you know, it's a long-term plan that... that They've done a pretty good job of. Like when you look back into the 1700s with all of our forefathers, most of them uh, spoke multiple languages. Mm -hmm. They were very intellectual. Yeah. Uh, they read all the time. Of course, they didn't have Facebook either. For sure, for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> or cell phones. Um, but but they were, they were a, a different breed of people. And you would think, well, that's because they're presidents and all. No, I mean, as a society in general, e even like, the farmers uh, were actually more intellectual than probably the majority of. They had to be. There wasn't John Deere warranty. Right. You had to fix your own shit. Yeah, and and people read back then, and and the stuff that they read, the the you know the books that they read were on a completely different level than they were very collegiate. You mm -hmm. know, they, they they were very collegiate. 
um, to even understand some of the stuff that they were reading, you had to have, I mean, be fairly smart. So, you know, if you were to go ask, I'm sure, like, just go down the street, like, say the average teenager, you know, like, anything about our country historically. In fact, I've seen some videos on oh, it. Oh, I have yeah. too. Yeah. They're and, hilarious. It's hilarious. But it's and almost it's, like, it's sad. whoa, how do you not yeah. know that? It's hilarious <laughs> and it's sad. Yeah. Because you can see the state that our country's in. You know, uh, m- many other countries are surpassing us educationally. And um, I, I would say that the, the Facebook was definitely part of that, um, as well as a tool for, you know, for spying on the American people. We've given up all of our rights through Facebook. Every yep. picture you have, every, I mean, everything, GPS. Yep. I was just thinking about that the other night. A very unsettling thought to have before I go to bed. Yeah. But I was like, man... How hard would it be for me to backtrack and recover all of the data that's already out there about me? Probably damn near impossible. Oh, yeah. And what's crazy to me is I can remember a time really early into like social media and stuff where they're like, hey, be careful about the info you put out there because it's getting saved. And you're just like, getting saved? No, it's not. Here's the conspiracy theorist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Getting saved. What are you talking about? And now. We have entire professions that revolve around data mining <laughs> and, yep. and storing data and selling data, yep. and they know everything about you. And I was just thinking, man, like, bro, there's probably no way for me to, like, I would have to get rid of my cell phone. I couldn't have a laptop. I wouldn't be able to communicate with the world digitally. That's what I'm like, saying. Like, you, you couldn't do it. Right. And you almost couldn't even buy a brand new car because now you got to have like a Google account, yep. Amazon, Apple account, whatever, yep. to interact with your car now too. And, and I mean, even with OnStar, if you read through the fine print, bro, you've given them every legal mm-hmm. right to track you at all times. That's what I'm saying, yep. bro. How wild is that? That we've just given all that up. We have. So we can have yeah, what we, can we have. have. Luxurious <laughs> stuff. I mean, it's, it's, um, it makes life easier. You yeah, know, in a lot of ways. That's the convenience thing, man. Yeah, it's convenience. So that's, I would say, one of my, like, I wouldn't say philosophies, but one of my thoughts that I have quite frequently that that is like a big downfall for the American society right now is that we rely far too much on making things convenient. Mm-hmm. So, like, as you were saying, maybe not as early as the 1700s, but during the Industrial Revolution... Mm-hmm. You know, everything we were doing was a huge advancement forward, and it was for the means of making things more convenient. So every kind of innovation that we've had has only made life more convenient. You know, five years ago, if you would have told someone you can get your groceries delivered to your front door, they'd be like, what? Why why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just go pick them up? Right. But now, how many people do you know they get curbside delivery for groceries and they just do it all on their phone five minutes before they pull up to H-E-B. Yeah. Because it's easy. A lot of people. A lot of people. And, and, and the sad reality is, is that if, um, if there were ever another, you know, like Great Depression, uh, we would be in a world of hurt because m- most people, and I'll include myself into this, probably could not be self-sufficient. Mm-mm. You know, uh, have, no. I, have I grown a garden? Yes. Am I a gardener? No. I do know how to hunt, you know. Uh, I do know how to fish. Um, but, and, and I've started fires and all that, but to completely be self-sufficient, self-sufficient uh, 
it, it would be it's a hard life yeah. because we're so used to convenience. I would say other than like the fear of dehydration, surviving out here would probably be pretty easy. Right. Other than like the hard winter months, you got to have some good shelter and be able to light a fire. But surviving out here is easy. Whenever I think of, like, whenever I'm in the woods, mm-hmm. in the mountains of Colorado, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, bro, surviving out here, I wouldn't last 30 minutes. Yeah. I wouldn't yep. last 30 minutes. Yeah, for sure, At man. night? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, a bear or something. Yeah, yeah. out here, I'll go toe-to-toe with a bobcat. Yeah, right. I'm not taking on a fucking grizzly <laughs> yeah, bear, bro. No. You're crazy. Yeah, for sure. I would shit my pants and lay down in the fetal position and just... Yep. Do as you wish, Mr. Bear. Yeah, and it gets cold, bro. It gets yeah. cold up there. Dude, I mean, me and Alex went uh, in July camping 10,000 feet up in the mountains. And we're thinking it's July, it's summer. There's no way it's going to get super cold. So we were inadequately prepared. And the first night we're there, it got to like 20 degrees. Oh, wow. Dude. Yeah. And we didn't have sleeping bags or a tent that were rated for like that temperature. So we are as close as two humans can be, yeah, bro, yeah. trying to just Get stay warm heat. and survive it. And we were like, the next time we come out here, we're bringing all the blankets. Yeah. We have to be so prepared. Yeah, man. And we made the same mistake in Oregon. We went to the beach in Oregon, oh, wow. not thinking it was going to be cold. Yeah. It's the Pacific Northwest, bro. We're pretty far up there. Yeah. It was freezing. I was in like jean shorts and a t-shirt. Oh, bro. Yeah. Dude, we walked for like 30 minutes trying to find a, sh- a store where I could just like get a sweater. Yeah, yeah cuz it was terrible, man. Yeah, well, I mean, if if you're not from up there, I mean, you wouldn't you won't make I wouldn't, it. I wouldn't have thought about it. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought, you know, it was going to be You remember when we time. had those crazy ass ice storms last year? Yes. And like there was all of those videos coming out of Dallas where like people are piling up cars and stuff? Yes. I was just thinking today like what do people up north think about that situation? So when I, that happened when I was living in Killeen last year, and there were a lot of Northerners who live in that area. Really? Uh, yeah, from prior military or military. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. So um, I got to hear their opinions, actually, and they, they truthfully thought that like we were idiots. Yeah, I mean, they, they were making fun of us um, yeah. because that's we, what I figured. we didn't know how to drive on the snow, you know? That's what I figured. But I mean, dude, we don't ever get that kind of weather. Yeah. And we, we never get that kind of weather. It's like me making fun of them if, if they had to go work in 115 degrees. Degree, degree day out on a rig. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so hot. What? Oh, yeah. You ain't going to make it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's just perspective is all it is. I took us away from the original topic that we were on. What was We it? were talking about, I got on convenience. I was saying yeah. that everything we've done is about convenience. Yes. And we were talking about how the American culture is just like starting to fall to shambles. Yeah, man. Which I'm right there with you, man. And I was having this conversation the other day, too. So, not only is it like... The fact that we're just so reliant on convenience, but there's also like a lack of pride now too, where we're at as a country, man. Yeah. So I'll get into this a little bit. I, I don't want to, since we're on the air. Yeah, but, we don't have to get too crazy yeah. political or nothing. But yeah, because I, so I'll, I'll just make it clear. Like I'm not a Republican or a Democrat, and so I, I, I think that you know the left wing and the right wing are connected to the same crap bird. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. They all have their own agendas. Yeah. Even if there's not like this master guys, they all have their own agendas. Right. And it's not for us, man. Right. No, it's definitely not. It's for their pocketbooks. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and I, I firmly believe that, that we're being taken over or have possibly already been taken over by a communist regime. Um, 
And the reason I say that is because, you know, back in the 90s, Russia and China came together. Uh, and I don't remember the commander's name, but I read the, the translated article, uh, I guess it was a year or two ago, of their master plan, basically, to try to take us over politically. And how they would... Um, China and Russia. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And how they would, um, you know, infiltrate the American politics slowly, be very patient, to overtake it and then basically push, a, you know, a communist uh, ideology ideologies on us um and i don't know if that's exactly what's going on today i do think that there's some it's strange that whenever you i think i still have that article saved in my drive Mm -hmm. google drive if i do i'll send it to you um when you read it you know it it is it is strange that many of the things talked about back then like in 92 94 uh you can see played out yeah right now before our eyes yeah and so all of our you know like Everything that we do now, the Chinese are the ones who make it for us. Like I read an article this last week, bro. Uh, the the one, one of the fighter jets for the United States military, they needed a part, and I don't know the part, but it was a specific part that they needed. So, you know, there's nobody in America that can make it due yeah. to uh, to legal issues. So there's some law that's been made by our, our uh, infinite wise, you know, <laughs> government yeah. that says that they can't make this this metal piece. <coughs> So China's been producing it for us. Hmm. Yeah, well, you know, China had just decided like they didn't want to give it to us now. Um, it's not real wise, dude, like when you think about it. Having dependence for yeah. your military on a foreign government. On everything. Our food, I mean, our everything. Like probably yeah. 90% of our stuff is made in China. Like when you look back at World War II, uh, you know, the reason we were so dominant in World War II, well, obviously, you know, uh, we had nuclear capabilities, but uh, Russia actually got nuclear capabilities three years later. There was two spies that stole the nuclear stuff and sold it to Russia. So we didn't, we weren't like nuclear dominant for a long time. It was like three years. Yeah. But the manufacturing processes in the United States at that time, we could produce machinery. We could produce ammunition. We could, you know, produce these things here locally. Yeah, we were industrialized. Yes, yep. yes, we were. Uh, now all of that has been shipped overseas. Yeah, it's been outsourced. Correct. And it's all for the dollar, man. Yep. It, it, it's to save these large corporations money so they can put more in their pocket. Yeah. And and it's going to end up, in the end, whether it be our generation or the next, or maybe the next, but in the end, it, it's going to come back to bite us as a country. Yeah. yeah. Capitalism, baby. Yeah, yeah. You want to know something crazy about that? So... I don't know if you know about anything about the nuclear testing prior to Hiroshima and Nagasaki, um, but when they were doing the testing in New Mexico, mm-hmm. so I had read this because I had driven through New Mexico going to Colorado, and I was just interested about it. And I was learning about when they did the first nuclear testing there in New Mexico. And they had everybody standing there watching? And Well, that, and then I also heard, I learned that they did not, it, it was a closed thing, man. No one knew about it, Project Manhattan. It yeah. was a secret. Uh, transport in and out was covert. Uh, the, the mission itself was covert, and only a select few people knew about it. You know, they were bringing in German, you know, Nazi yeah. scientists to help yes. with this, man. It was all yep. covert. Yep, that's called Project Paperclip. Yeah, and so they were not telling anyone. So when they did the first nuclear test, 
you had all of these residents downwind, and there's a whole fund dedicated to the people that were downwind from this that they didn't tell, and they were exposed to all kinds of radiation from hundreds of nuclear tests that they did. Yeah. If you look on Google Earth, so I looked to find the original location. You can go and, and stand there on the original location where the bomb detonated, but then I zoomed out on Google Earth, and you just see multiple where they were just you know that white sands area in mm-hmm. new mexico bro mm-hmm. they were just testing the shit out of these nuclear bombs wow. continental u.s wow there's another place in new mexico it's the only place in the united states where nuclear waste is stored underground really and it's in new mexico yeah and the, the, they store old nuclear weapons really uh nuclear waste from power plants and stuff in this hole in the ground in new mexico and you know they're they're saying at some point they're going to have to move all of this nuclear waste. Yeah, well, I mean, because everything else is stored above ground. Because ultimately that nuclear waste is going to seep into into yes. the ground. Yeah, and affect everything around it. Yeah, it'd be like Chernobyl in yeah. Russia. You know, I mean, it's all in New Mexico, bro. That's a state that, over, that's dog. Crazy, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, yo, we are never driving through there <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah, that, my nuts much. feel a little bit yeah. funny ever since we drove through yeah, there. You man, know what I'm saying, much, like, bro, yeah. You know, that goes to show you, like, just how sick, I guess, people can be. I mean, you can't tell me they didn't know there was going to be some type of, uh, you know, after effects from the... Bro, MKUltra. Yeah, bro. You think your government cares about you? No, man. Newsflash, we were giving people acid and they didn't even know it. Yeah. Yeah. We could go on and on about the conspiracy theories, man, but I don't want people to think I'm loopy, so... Well, so, like, (laughs) you know, here's the thing. I don't consider... A theory or a conspiracy to be a theory if it's factual. That's fair. So, like, there's a difference between coincidence and hard cold fact. Yeah. So, like, I- anything that we're talking about right now, you, you, you could go research and, and it's, it's, you know, the, the government has put it out. Like, it, it's a, uh, what do you call that? The Freedom of Information Act where okay. people have, have filed. Yeah. Um, so, like, MK Oldris, that's, that's, you can just go read about it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You can yeah. read the government documents about it. Uh, the Project Manhattan, same thing. So, I mean, the, the, the problem is, is that most people aren't going to put in the time nor the effort to try to research these things. Yeah. And, and, and so they're going to remain ignorant. Uh, and, and I don't mean stupid because, you know, ignorant is just that they don't know the difference. Uh, they're going to remain that way due to the fact that they don't want to put in time or effort to, to research it. It's not that it's true or it's false. If you want to believe the narrative that's been, you know, pushed off by uh, our, our media and, you know, teachers I just, and some, stuff. Some people, it's probably destabilizing for them mentally to know that our government's done that. It and is. if they've done it once, they're capable of doing it again. It is, bro. I remember, when, so back to when I had my first surgery. That's whenever I really started first finding out about a lot of this stuff. This dude sent me a text message and I'm there for a month, you know what I'm saying? Like, all I have to do is research. Yeah. And uh, so he sent me a text message about a conspiracy theory. In fact, I, I think it was about the, the 9-11 event with the Twin Towers. He said, did you know that the 9-11 event was a false flag? And like, I'm pretty patriotic, bro. And, and, and even more so back then, I was like, yo, bro, like you need to chill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I spent the next couple of weeks, really like day and night for a few days and nights, um, researching it and, and and really going into depth and looking into all the evidence that was presented and trying to debunk this theory. When I got through, 
I could not debunk it. I, I had to come to the, the conclusion that this gentleman was correct um, based upon the evidence that I found, not based upon what I heard from the news media. Uh, there was, you know, uh, the World Trade, I don't know if it's World Trade Center uh, 9 or 7 was the other building that went down blocks away. They, you know, they got videos of people saying, you know, pull it now. You can see the building coming down. I mean, just weird stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so that kind of got me on a thing like, dude, if they, if they would lie about that, and what was the purpose behind it? Well, then the Patriot Act, Patriot Act came out not long after that. And I voted for uh, George Bush Jr., bro. Like, that was probably, I think the last time I voted, mm-hmm. truthfully, was, it was in 2008. Um, and due to the fact that all the research that I've done, I personally, and this is my own opinion, and I believe I'm entitled to it, don't see a reason to vote because I personally think that they're going to put who they want in there regardless, personally. That's fair. Yeah. That's uh, fair. It, minus, I think, Trump. I think Trump, and, and I didn't vote for Trump, so you can't say that I'm a Trump. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I didn't vote for Trump, though. I, I, and I don't agree with everything Trump did or said, uh, though I do believe as a country we're better off than we are now with that president. So, yeah, I, I didn't, I haven't voted, but I, I started doing research and stuff and on, on a whole lot of different topics. And um, I would spend, I would say that from that time, let's say 2000, in an 09, um, well, maybe it was even before that, there was a few little things, but really in the end of 09, excuse me, uh, up until current, and probably for like, I don't know, eight, uh, to 10 years, something like that, I would spend an average of an hour to four or five hours a day, uh, six or seven days a week researching. God damn. Yeah. Dedicated. Hey, bro, like, I wanted to know the truth. Like, I really wanted to dig deep on some stuff. I did the same thing with the JFK assassination. Bro. That's the one that really did it for me, man. And I, I've, I've, I completely understand because I'm telling you, yeah. it was the sole purpose I got a library membership so I yeah. could read all of the stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you know, there's been a mobster come out now, and and, and uh, his name is um, Michael Francis. You can look him up on YouTube, um, and he talks a little bit about the JFK stuff, and and he admits that the mob is the one that, that like killed JFK. You know. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of strange stuff on that. I think it was uh, more than one. You'll notice that on a lot of these topics, it's not just one single thing. It's like we're gonna do this one thing to cover multiple facets. You know, to do th- it's for this reason, this reason, this reason, just like four or five different reasons. Yep. And that way, you can never pinpoint exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, going back to like the MK Ultra stuff, you know, Hitler is really the one who started all that with all the testing and, and all the, the wicked stuff that he did to, to those people, man. Um, you know, the, the, if, if you've ever read about what happened to a lot of those people, and, and a lot of people have the misconception that it was just like uh, Jews, but it wasn't. He, he, you know, he did the same thing uh, to gypsies. Yep. He came against like Freemasonry and tried to, you know, get rid of all them. It was not just the Jews. He, he was, you know, taking people and doing testing on them to see, and, and, and some people would say that we, we, had, we advanced probably 50 to 70 years medically because of all the testing you'd done. But it's like, dude, 
it wasn't worth it. Had know? a inhumane cost. Yep. Yeah, dude. Like, it, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to wrap your head around that because a lot of us don't know that atrocity. Yeah. Like, we'll never know even yeah. a fraction of that atrocity. Right. And that shit's still going on today. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so crazy. Absolutely, bro. Yeah, they, they supposedly shut down the MK Ultra pro- program whenever it became publicized, but it actually just went into uh, another name, you know, like Project Monarch. Yeah. And so it, it, it did not go away. Um, and this is not something I would, truthfully, this is, this is one of the topics that I usually don't talk about, but I, I'm coming like to, right now at the stage I'm at in my life, bro, like I don't care anymore. Yeah, you know if the saying? if the FBI or the CIA wanted you, they'd come get you, bro. Yeah, they I know mean, where you live. They 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 see everything, every keystroke on my phone. They look, they see every website, they see every video anyway. Yeah. So you know yeah. they they've seen everything I've researched anyway. They, yeah. They they know what I've looked at. Yeah. Well, I hope the uh, FBI agent listening on this one enjoyed the conversation. Yep. Hey, Jared, we, my dude, it was a good convo, bro. I'm blessed to have you here, man. Most definitely, bro. I appreciate you having me. Episode number 17, ladies and gentlemen. Thank y'all for listening. Have a good night.